like to say good evening to everybody. I'm thankful. Like Dean said, I thought a lot today about truly about what God done for me, about the impacts that I've seen in my life, and then I begin to wonder what kind of an impact I've had on other people's lives. And you bear with us. They might be quite a lot of reading it. Seems like the Lord ain't let this leave our heart or our mind for a few weeks now. Uh, but there's a few places we'll be reading, but if you want to turn uh, to the first chapter of the book of James, and while you're just turning, I'm going to read one verse, and you don't have to turn in the sixth chapter of Matthew in the 24th verse. The Bible says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, thank you, Chad, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now back over there into James, I seemed like the Lord had rolled that across my mind and my heart a lot the past couple of weeks. And He began to open up a few other things to us, and it'll take God to get all of this out, to tie all this together. But nevertheless, I just want to be mindful of what God's done for me. Uh, you look at the iron the day that we live in, and it's a scary, scary place. Everybody you talk to knows Jesus and they're saved. Oh yeah, preacher, I'm I'm a Christian. I'm I'm ready to go. And then you begin to look at the way that they live their life and all they're doing is despising herself by the way that they live. They have a a religion but they don't have a relationship with God. Salvation goes no deeper than their mind. They think they've got it because they show up at church. They put money in the offering plate and I'm not trying to preach on none of that, but this is just what God has given me. But then you look at them, and the first thing they say is, oh yeah, preacher, I know God. Me and Him's got a relationship worked out. Uh, Me and Him has it our way. But then the very next breath, they talk about drinking and cussing every breath and and just living how they want to, and they think that they're all right. And my soul, church, how deceived that our people is. And it's all because of the times that I don't do what I ought to do for God. When I'm not sounding the trumpet, being the light that I ought to be, I work around a man. Uh, one of the contractors we got and he was talking to me the other day about church and then the very next breath he looked at me and he said you know he said there's times when I get home from work that I like to go in and have a big old glass of bourbon and right after the bourbon I crave snuff like you wouldn't believe and it broke my heart to hear him say that about going to church and then talking about bourbon my soul how confused that our people really are because there's no evidence in my life like they ought to be Young bear with us. We're going to start there in the 22nd verse of that first chapter. Bible says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. And that's as far as we feel had to read there. And we're going to read one more place, if you want to turn with us, the fourth chapter of the book of Luke. And this will all tie itself back in together uh, with God's help. But if it's anything uh, to do with me, then it will be of no effect. We're going to start there in the first verse of that fourth chapter. Bible says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, 
being forty days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did not eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil taking him up into a high mountain, shewed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And he brought him to Jerusalem, and set him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against the stone. And Jesus answering said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. And that is as far as we feel that to read. And I, I begin to think on these things and try to meditate just a little bit and study this to see uh, what God would have for us. But uh, not only for the church, for myself, I wanted, as God was giving it, I wanted to examine myself because it would do me no good if I tried to bring it and give it to youngs and never want to take it for myself. But I begin to think on our people, the day and hour we live in, the shape that they're in, the deceived state of them thinking that they'll get there some other way. Uh, they think that because their mom and daddy was in church or granny and grandpa or because their daddy's a preacher or all these other things that they're safe and clear. And my soul church, how sad and pitiful that is. Uh, we are to be doers of the Word and not hearers only. Uh, that lets me know that when I get saved, when God saved my soul that night, uh, it wasn't just that He saved me and said, alright son, you you're good to go. I, there's nothing else for you to do. No man, no sir. There was a job placed in my life I, before God ever called me to preach. I to be a light to this world to those boys I'm around. I those boys I work with. Maybe some lost soul at a grocery store. I wherever God gives it to me. I in love as it was already mentioned. I give it in that to God to me. It's just my testimony of how good God has been to this soul boy. Of that has been a doer of the word. I because our people are alive with no hope except they see me living it. I'm a more than just living it with my mouth until they see me proving it. I'm on the way I serve my God by the way I worship Him the way I give Him my whole soul my whole body my whole heart they all perish. We see in the day and hour we live in they're trying to serve two masters and it'll not work that way. I can't come here and live church just as good as the rest. But when I'm out there, I'll be just as good as the world is. And do everything that they fall into. We are to be a peculiar people. Uh, so that they would see the difference uh, that was mentioned about your pathfall. I begin to think about mine last night and the life that made me up for me. And I see the difference when I was lost. Yeah. Amen. Bear with us just a little while. 
I began to think on how that man passed away. He left this world. But before he did, he told me something that I'll never forget in my life. He looked at me. It wasn't but just a couple of days before he left this world. He said, son, don't you worry about your papa. He said, I'm ready to go. He said, I'm ready to meet the one that saved my soul. I'm ready to worship him. He said, but I want you to make me a promise, son. And I looked at him because I've done everything that that man asked that I could. And he said, son, I want you to serve God uh, ten times better than I ever thought that I could have. He said, I want you to live a life uh, that God would be pleased of. He said, because when I look back at mine, I see all the wrongs that I've done. And it has changed me. And I want you to be better than I am. That's what makes uh, uh, the elders that's leaving on before us. That's what made them different. They wanted uh, for each and every one of us, even the lost, they want them to have the same thing we have, but they want them to walk closer than they was able to. And they give everything they had to God because they knew that through every temptation, every trial, everything that will come up upon me, you and I, uh, in our daily walk of life, or until God calls us out of this world, uh, until I close my eyes in death, God has already made a way of escape. Uh, and it's trusting in His darling Son, the one who paid it all uh, for this soul. But while I'm here through the tribulation, through the trials, through the problems, I am to trust God and be a doer of His Word. I can live my whole life and hear the Word of God. I can sit on the front pew of every church. I feel the, the Spirit of God moving all through the house. But I can be dead in my trespasses and sin. I can be I lukewarm as the Word of God says. And what did He say that He would do to one that's lukewarm? He would spew me of His mouth. I, I don't want that, children, because I've got a son on the way. And that verse is stuck with me. Oh, since we found out we was pregnant. I'm trying to the child away this should go. I don't want him to hear me talk about it. I want him to see me living under the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost that he would know that he is able. Amen. Amen. Say, preacher, how can you be so sure? Because we just read it. Uh, he was led of the Spirit. And if God, if Jesus' Son, if Jesus Himself was to be tempted of the devil, what makes you and I think that we won't be? Right. The difference is He made a way of escape. Right. He told Him uh, that they, uh, He said that thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and Him only shalt thou serve. So I want to ask us this. When I say that I'm carrying a burden for my people, those boys I'm around, am I proving it by carrying the burden like I ought to? Or am I just carrying it and leaving it for the rest of the church to carry? When I look back at my life, Connie mentioned it. When I look back on my life and how I have served God since He saved me, I'm the least one among God's people, I promise you that. It has changed me from the point I ain't going to speak about it because I, that's how ashamed I am. But what makes me worthy is the blood said. I want us to understand it's nothing of me. I'm not something special. I'm not one. I'm not in this because of who my mom and daddy is or what church I go to. I'm in this because he gave me faith enough. I'd have been a doer when the word of God said that we must. I'll be born again. I chose to act on that with the faith that God gave me. And He saved my soul the same as He will them. But I am to live it and be a protest of the Word of God in front of them. Amen. 
We heard about four souls saved a couple Sundays ago. I'm ready to hear four more days. Did we come tonight and God help us, church? I'm not being mean. I'm not being cruel or crucial or nothing like that. But this is what God has given me. This is what God has shown me in this. Then I come to church and I expect and I to see God have some also here that they would hear the word of God Amen. in the power and demonstration and that God would draw them, that they would kneel down in this altar and trust in the very one that shed innocent blood and made a perpetuation for all men. Amen. Or did I say that was too bad? Yeah. Or God could if He wants to, but I don't think they'll be there. God help us, church, where's our faith at? We say that we have faith, but my actions, and I won't say nobody else, my actions has been proven a little differently than it ought to. God rolled me out of bed. I was almost asleep, and I ain't saying this to brag on me, but the other night. Don't know what time it was, but I was almost asleep. May have been, I don't remember. God woke me up with this very scripture and said, Son, just read. Study it a little while. Meditate. Son, spend a little time with me. Say, I'm bad. I'll get on there and I'll look at the videos of fishing and hunting. And I'll watch them drive them big trucks and I begin to look at them and say, Well, boy, that's nice. I'd like to be able to do that for a living, whether it's fishing, hunting, owning trucks, or whatever it is. But how much time do I give God? Amen. I'll be honest with you, church, when God woke me up, I did not dust off of my Bible. Shame on me. That's not being a doer of the Word. That's being a hearer only. That's me coming here and what God has to say, never applying it to my life and walking out here. I just like nothing ever happened. Like there's no conviction. Shame on me. You want to know why we're not saying our lost saved? Because we're not being doers like you and I are to. Oh, we can say it in the church, but that's as far as it goes. Hey, you're not going to live a life here in the church. The work is to be done out there. Not to say that we ought not to be decent and order in here. But the works out there, children. Yeah. When I'm around the boys, I'll tell you, I'll just tell just how good God's been to me just this week alone, if you'll allow me. I believe it was Monday morning we had to go down, flung down the saloon almost in South Carolina to do a job. Man come down there, I'd never seen him in my life. God opened up a door. I didn't realize it, but it was Brian Blankenship speaking at the church that he was a pastor of. Had no idea, had never met him before. But God opened up a door, me and that man got to have a godly conversation. And I got to give that man my testimony as he did mine. And the contractor was standing there, lost as I'll get out. I cussing every breath, saying words that I wouldn't even handle with a shovel. And when God opened that door, it shut him up. Not to be mean. And then he began to tell about where his mom and daddy went to church. He began to tell us about Lord, the Word of God that he liked. The Lord, the verses in the Bible that really stuck out to him. God started stirring in that man's mind somewhere because I was willing to swallow a little bit of pride. I don't like telling about what I used to do because I'm ashamed of it. But the part I do like to tell about is what God brought me out of. That is my testimony, church. I was that old drunk. I was that old whoremonger. But God extended mercy to me one night. And He gave me salvation freely because He loved me. The least I can do for Him is to live in front of our law so that they would have the same hope that I had. 
Preacher, you don't understand. The devil's been raring and raving in my life the last little while. God has shown us a way to escape it. Through being doers of the word and not hearers only. Do you think that he said this word just for uh, his men to stand up to read? For the spirit of God to get on and then scream and slobber for a little while? Yes, he did, but not always. That is for you and I to examine. You can read over in Philippians in the second chapter. The word of God says to search out your own salvation with fear and trembling. If I'm doing that, I'll be studying this word. I'll be leaving it out there being mentioned and I believe it was before service. How about you and I wanting to serve God, wanting to do right, and then we would put forth the effort to do so, so that they would have the same hope, church. Because it took the church to leave it in front of us. That's what made the difference. Those nights that I come in didn't know my own name because I was doing things I ought not to have been doing. But I could hear that man in there praying. Not praying, God, would you condemn that boy? God, would you put him down? God, would you punish him? No, man, no, sir. He was in there and loved praying that God would be with this boy. I that God would save my soul. And I began to stir in my mind because he was losing sleep on my behalf. He was doing what God I had laid on his heart, rolling out of it and praying for me in love, knowing he wasn't just hoping. He knew God could do it. But he was in there praying. He wasn't saying, God, I know you can. God, if you choose to, you can do whatever you want to. That man had already had the faith. And I'm not saying that to say he's something special. But he had a faith in a God that was willing to save him so he knew he couldn't be. And he was praying in the faith, believing, knowing that God would do that, that he was praying about. They begin to stir in my mind. Hey, maybe there is something to this that they're talking about. Knowing I've been raised in church my whole life, seen the Spirit of God move through other people, but myself, I chose, vowed not to serve Him. But God extended mercy. You want to talk about scaring a voiceover? Don't matter how much sleep you've drunk, trust me, I've tested it. Don't matter how much alcohol, how beer, or whatever that you've drunk, none of that matters because when you lay there and God opens a door and you hear the prayer of a man that loves you enough, that's willing to give up a little bit of his comfort, I may lose a little sleep, or when he knows you'll be tired the next day, he knew that the end result of that would all be worth it. Because he knew that God would get the glory and not him. I ain't saying that bragging on my dad. I'm bragging on the God he serves because he's the one that woke that man up to pray for me. He's the one that allowed that man to carry a burden for a little while to see him answer prayers because he's able. So, well, preacher, I'm just little in this. I'm nothing big. I promise you, I'm the littlest one in here. So, well, you're a preacher. No, man, no, sir, I'm just a vessel. He's the preacher without him. I can do nothing. But you want to know what exercise a little bit of faith will do? Had no idea we'd read this. You know, bear with us just a little bit. This is in Acts in the fifth chapter. You don't have to turn. I'm just going to read it. And to them, and to him, 
They agreed. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for His name. And daily in the temple and in every house, they ceased not to teach and to preach Jesus Christ. You want to be a doer of the Word and more than just a hearer, no matter what comes at you. Because I promise you, we will be tempted. We will be tried. But we already have victory in that name, Jesus. You want to see some things come to pass? You rejoice in that little bit of temptation. And you continue doing that the Word of God says to do. And living in front of them. And seeing God have the increase. That preacher, you just don't know my life. I don't have to. I know mine. I know that we each one struggle. But more importantly than that, I know a man named Jesus who has already offered and given victory to me when He saved my soul and He still offered it to our lost people. He wishes that none would perish. But all come under repentance. Children of God, I want us to realize that we was not intended for hell. The Word of God says that the borders is enlarged daily. It's the choice of whether we choose to be a doer of the Word or a hearer of the Word. That's the choice that has to be made. And when we see the difference in somebody else's life, you begin to desire it. I got to be in a teenager day and I craved alcohol. I've seen other people do it and I wanted to try it just once. Tried it that one time and I ain't bragging on this. Don't you think I am? But I began to decide that. I wanted to be just like everybody else. I wanted to be just as cool as this one and that one. Well, if that one now is going to run around with a woman, I want to do the same thing. I don't want him to be able to outdo me. The pride in my own life is what was killing me because I chose to do the things I was doing. And I see the difference when I see the child of God, a, a people of God. I won't just say one person because they was me praying for me. I could see them carrying a burden. I could see the joy they had. I never had that kind of joy when I was drunk. I never had that kind of joy when I was running around with women or all that I was doing. But I see the true joy. Preacher, what was that joy? It was already mentioned. Hope of things to come after this life. All I had in this world was alcohol. And the women and these things that I used to do, the Word of God teaches that I would be with men most miserable. But they come a night when God laid it out and said, Son, you'll either be a doer or you'll be a hearer only. What are you going to choose? That was a choice I had to make. A couple of Sundays ago, we heard some that made a choice. Thank God for it. Young man, I ain't going to tell you that this is going to be easy. That would be a lie, but it's worth it. He goes to teaching you, you dig in there. God help us, church, to dig in there together, one for another, to be unified as Moses was over there in the Bible of Amalek, when Aaron and her stayed his arms, and the children of God prevailed, and they ended up slewing Amalek over there. They killed the man because they trusted in one that could not fail. 
their converts, lifting them up. I know how it was. I was there at one point. But there were some people that loved me. They'd been in this world just a little bit longer than I had. They stood at times in the stead for me so that I didn't have to place some things maybe that I would have. Begging God to protect me. Let's continue doing that. As well as our young converts, let's still pray the same way that God would let us stay in the stand so that He could open the eyes of our lost people. Church, I'm serving the God tonight that is able to fill this building and cause the witness to be full with faces that my God is that real tonight. But it's going to take me trusting Him. It's going to take me being a doer of work and not a hearer only. If they see me living here but nowhere else, I'm doing nothing but hurting myself. If I'm only living and being church here and not out there, then church, all I'm doing is deceiving myself and y'all. They see how they see the difference in our life. It was mentioned in simulated over in hospice. I don't want you to worry about me. When I leave this world, I don't want people to stand up and preach what a good man I was. I want them to preach the word of God in power and demonstration. Because where death is, there can also be life. I want that I want my people to realize that I am nothing, but my God is everything. And when I leave this world, I hope and pray that I've lived it enough in front of them. Yeah. I've had people tell me, and I ain't saying it to be mean or cruel, but I've had them come up, oh, preacher, that was a good message you preached. No, it wasn't a good message I preached. It was a good message God preached. It struck me just as much as it does everybody else. I'm no different. I have to be a doer just the same as everybody else. There is no big eyes or little use. But it was being mentioned. Everybody at hospice their own level ground. I want us to understand this. Every one of us that's a born again child of God, we're on level ground. I'm no better than you or I'm no better than the other one. Children, we're all saved by grace. We have the same salvation because it comes from Jesus. He gave it to us freely. The least we can do is be a doer out there for our people. When they look at me, I don't want them to see Isaac Woody. I don't want them to see a preacher. I want them to look and see my God. I'm lifted up. I want them to see the mercy that He's extended, the grace, the love, and everything else that He's given the many blessings. I want them to see Him as He is in love and in power because that's when the difference will be made. And if I'm being a doer, they'll see that. But if I'm being a hearer, just as it's recorded, I'm as a man looking at my natural face in a glass. I can look and say, well, look what I've done. I give this much. Or I've worked this many years. Or I've done this much for somebody else. I want them to look at me and say, that man's got something different. There's somebody named Jesus that's ruling and reigning in his life. I see joy that I can have because he loved that man enough and just as much as he did me. I want him to see him, church. I don't want him to see me. I don't want nobody to find nothing highly of me, but if they'll just serve my God, if they'll just see him, children, they'll see what made me begin to desire 
salvation. What made me see the difference in those people that I was watching, it wasn't them. They was just willing to be some doers for a little while so that God could be shown through their life that I would see that there's so much more to this life than what's out there in the world. and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Children, you know what I was and what I still am. I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God. You know what makes me holy. You know what makes me worthy. The blood that was shed. You know what God is going to see when he calls me out of this world. He ain't going to see the works that I've done. He ain't going to see my name. But when he looks upon the doorpost, and he sees the blood shed, the blood applied of his daughter and son. That's what's going to make me worthy. Amen. It ain't nothing I'll ever do in this life. I'm not saying that me living uh, to do that that God has called me to do is going to make me worthy, church. I'm doing that to repay him for what he's done for me. Yes, he's worth it. Thank God he's worth it. It was mentioned. 
Nobody in this world can do for me what God does. He bawled the nights. They all allowed me to hear that man in there praying on my behalf. And hearing the church pray for me. And seeing them love me as Christ loved the church. And that's what it's going to take to see them in here. Is loving with that pure love that Christ loved us to give his only, uh, that God loved us to give his only begotten. And that Jesus was willing to give it for you and I. When they, that's what made the difference. That's what made them worthy. That's what makes me worthy is that blood. That's what I want our people to see. Yeah. It's the least I can do because he's worthy of it. That's why we should be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. That's why we're going to strive to do our very best to serve God, to be a light in this world so that our people, those that are lost and undone, that they would have this same hope, that they would see that blood. It was mentioned, and I didn't know it until just a couple of days ago. You've got to know your son Eric for a long time. I didn't know it. I know him since I was a little boy. We was around and coonhunted with him a little bit. He had a dog. That we got bread too, and anyhow, long story short, I had no idea that I knew that man. But that man, I don't want to see that go to hell. That one that's laying in the ditch that's drunk tonight, I don't want to see them not go to hell either. It's time, church, that we get under the burden and be a doer of the word more than just a hearer. If it costs me this big little life, then so be it to see them saved. No greater greater love hath any man in the next little man lay down his life for his friends. Children, the very next verse, I believe it is, says, henceforth I call you not servants, for a servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called thee friends, because that that my Father hath made known unto me, I have made known unto you. And that's paraphrasing. But children, I want us to realize, when I should have been a servant as the prodigal son, he still extended mercy and called me a friend. The least I can do is be willing to give this feeble little life so that they would have hope and that they would have life eternal. Maybe that they would see God in my life somewhere and realize it is nothing of me, but it's all of Him. I thought about that a lot here lately, those boys I'm around. I've noticed, and not because I'm anything, I thank God that they see God and not me, but I've noticed they don't cuss near as much around me. Thank God for that. He's working church. That man, he was down there a little while longer. Didn't cuss near as much. After the Lord had avoided our conversation, I met that man to share our testimony and worship him a little bit. He done that as an encouragement to keep pressing on. Yeah, there's trials. Yeah, there's tribulations. Yeah, there's times when you want to give up. But you just dig in there deeper. Be steadfast in this. And continue being a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Because if all I had when I leave this world was the good things that I've done, she would have put hell wide open. But because he loved me enough that he offered a way of escape to be a doer instead of only being a hearer, I have hope of life eternal. I've seen people leave this world that was ready to meet him. And I've seen people leave this world that was not ready to meet him. 
And it all boiled down to the choice that they made. One of the first burdens God ever gave me was my papa and my mama's side. God saved my soul and instantly. I told that man what God done. He was mad at God over something silly that he didn't even remember. The man told me on his deathbed, he said, Son, he said, I was mad at a man and mad at the church for something that I can't even remember. Something so simple, so silly. The man called me one night about 11.45. He was laying in his bathroom floor. He was calling like a baby. I thought he had failed. Asked him if I needed to come down there. He got weak. Had gangrene in his foot. He took hard to walk. I said, Papa, are you okay? He said, Sir, I'm more than okay. He said, I know this might sound silly. He said, but I just wanted to call you and tell you that God saved my soul. I said, Papa, praise God. He said, Son, you don't understand. He said, I was sitting in the bathroom. He said, I was walking in there and I tripped. He said, it just seemed like I wasn't going to be able to get up out of that floor. He said, and God spoke to me and told me that I was lost and undone. He said, Son, I've done the only thing I know to do. I just laid out there on the floor and I prayed. He said, and I didn't just pray until I thought that I had the strength to get up. He said, I prayed till I knew that there was a difference made in my life. That I wasn't just lost and undone. But until I knew that God had truly saved my soul. He said, and Son, He said, I want you to know we serve a powerful God. He said, because if He can save me in a bathroom floor, just the same as He can save somebody in the church building. He said, what a mighty God that is. Man, give me his testimony on his deathbed. One more time, because I was praying, God, I want to know. I got to go down there in two days after I went down there, the man went into a coma, woke straight up out of a coma, been in one for two days, and told me once again, he said, Son, he said, I want you to make me a promise. I said, Yes, sir. He said, Take care of your nana. I said, Papa, I'll do everything I can. He said, Son, I said, Yes, sir. He said, tell her about how good God is. He said, son, don't worry about me. He said, I'm going home to meet the master. He said, I don't want you to cry for me. He said, stay strong. He said, because I'm entering life like I've ever experienced it. Man, give me his testimony on his deathbed. The power of God fell and all I could do was weep. Told my man that he loved her. Five minutes later, the man took his last breath. That's how good of a God we serve. That's why it's important to be a doer of the Lord and not just a hearer only. Because he's still able. So, preacher, you don't know what I've done. No, I don't, I don't have to. I know what God done. I know what Jesus done when he cried out in his finished on Calvary. And I know that that's more than able to cover whatever it is that you've done. Don't let pride stand in the way of being a doer of the Word of God. Don't let what your eye may want, the lust of the eye, hold you back from being a doer of, of the Word instead of a hearer only. Say, preacher, they're going to make fun of me. Let them make fun. Because when they see God, they're making fun of quit. They'll see the one that's worthy of it all. And it'll begin to churn in their mind the same as it did me. I made fun of church. Said they ain't nothing but a bunch of holy rollers. They ain't have no fun down there. They don't know fun until they went to one of these big parties. But I can promise you with everything in my body tonight, there ain't no party in this world that's ever been as fun as five minutes 
let alone a whole service, than five minutes in the house of God and the Spirit of God moving because there's joy there. Gives encouragement to press on, to be a doer. I'll tell you how important it is to be a doer of the Word of God. My wife made me mention a couple services ago about almost losing our kid. It was my fault because I was being a hero and not a doer of the Word. I'd lay the Word of God up say, God, I'm not smart enough. God, it's not popular. God, is it even worth it anymore? I've never experienced pain Till my wife come up crying. Said, honey, we need to go to the doctor. Something's going on with the baby. We ended up going to the doctor. She said, honey, my dad sitting on the tractor. She said, honey, can we pray? And I had to look it over and repeat before I could ever pray for my kid or my wife. Got to the hospital. The doctor said, well, I don't see no baby. She said, but I do see a yoke sack. She said, so we're going to hope that everything's okay. Found out later on the paper from the hospital when they released us, it said, possible miscarriage. I've been in the week. seen my wife laying there in travail, weeping, knowing that there was nothing I could do to help her. God help me, I don't want that to be me. When some of our lost die, I want them to know that I live it. I want them to see the proof in my life so that there's no way they can say he never he never lived it. He never said anything about it. Because I could do nothing to help her because I was being a hero only. God extended grace. And today she's 26, 26 weeks pregnant. Told me the baby's as big as a butternut squash. Said it weighs probably two pounds is what you're estimating. God lets that child live and be carried full term. I'm going to have to be a doer. I can't expect youngs to train my child the same as I can't expect youngs to live my Christian walk of life when I'm out there. I've got to be the doer of my own life. It's personal relationship. I can't live it for you. I can't live it for nobody else. can't live it for my wife. I have to live it because of what he done for me. The same as every one of us. And there's a desire there to be a doer and not just to hear. Yes. Church, I love you. I don't know. I'll say this. That's what God gave me. I pray that this is an encouragement to each one of us to dig a little deeper. Be steadfast and unmovable so that our people would see us being a doer. That they would see the God we serve. That they would worship Him, praise Him. That they would come to know Him. And the free pardon of sin that God would save their soul before it is too late. Children, with what time we've got, that's what we need to be doing. We're not promised tomorrow. I don't know if I'll be here tomorrow. But with what God, with what time God has allowed me, and He has allowed me, God help me to be a doer. That it would be evident, more than just saying it, but that they would see the actions in my life. That they would see He's greater than I am. Church, I love you, Dean. You come on.